Hello and welcome to this very special edition of the Get Your Film Fix podcast. It's special because we are getting closer and closer to fixie season, ladies and gentlemen, where we will be well, doing... We're in the, fixie season. Well, the fixies. I'm sorry, you're right, Lee. Yeah, the you've fixies. been gone a long time. Maybe, you know, it's... Maybe if people don't recognize your voice. You, you, you don't give him a chance to have a good intro. You just interrupted him already. <laughs> you, he interrupted me immediately with a movie quote, which yeah. is we are allowed to do on this podcast. If it's yeah. not a movie quote, you you can get fucked. What was the yeah. movie quote? Uh, I think it was from Goodfellas, right? Thank Lee? you, Jeremy. Very good. Yep. Maybe yeah, you don't good. know. Maybe I'm a little fucked up here and been away a long time. <laughs> Today we will be reviewing uh jane campion's netflix movie the power of dog with uh benedict benedict the, cumberbatch kirsten dunst jesse plemons the power of the dog Twenty five years since our first run together nineteen hundred and nothing it's a long time What you doing? Getting mixed up with her. You are marvelous, Rose. We were married someday. I wonder what little lady made these. I did, sir. Brother Phil? All right, guys. So uh, my question for you is so basic, um, but I am genuinely curious uh, uh, what your answers are. And it really is not specific to this movie, but uh, um, more about what you guys think of... Okay, what do you guys think of slow burn movies? And the reason I ask this is because I know that's something we kind of all used to like a lot. And I wonder if our tastes have changed over the years as we've gotten a little older and wiser or less wiser. I'm not quite sure. Um, but in this movie, it is a slow slow burn Western, which, of course, is the second uh, podcast I am hosting that has a, uh, a Western movie, which you I, I discussed in the last one how I feel about Westerns, it, you know, how much I, I love them as being sort of, you know, just something so specific to America. Um, but this one's it, – it's a much more slow burn movie. It clearly – has its um, roots and influences in in movies like There Will Be Blood. Um, but how do you guys feel about these movies? Just that sort of, it's not really a genre, but um, filmmaking where the movie sort of reveals itself very, very slowly and hopes by the end that this sort of revelation uh, has hooked you enough to make it worth it. I want to like slow burns. I want to say professionally on the podcast that I like slow burns. And I think that oftentimes I do like them after the fact. I think that they tend to be thought-provoking movies and kind of a lot more is revealed after I've finished it and have spent time thinking about it than I'm actually getting out of it during the you know, two hours and six minutes of, you know, the power which, of the dog. Which I think is the idea of these type of movies, right? <clears throat> of course, right. So, you know, you asking this question now, I saw this movie about a week ago. I'm like, yeah, like this movie had a lot to say. It had a lot of ideas. You know, it was about the characters and like really kind of the inner workings of these characters. So, yeah, for sure. Like, I, lo I love that it was patient with all of that. But it's a good question because when you're watching it, like, you don't grasp those things right away. You need to see the full picture for it really to all make sense. And there's also oftentimes much less of a hook. And mm -hmm. yeah, like 
it's a combination of, I think, two big things. One, we have all admittedly like loosened our critics' hats over the years. And I think we're a little less judgmental of movies that are just a good time. And that's part of it. Um, and then the other part is just kind of like the world that we've been exposed to. Like we are, you know, much more used to um, stimulation in short for- forms. So short, quick forms, whether it's, you know, social media or YouTube clips or whatever it is, like these longer, slow burn movies, we're not as patient with them anymore. So they are a little tougher. Yeah, no, it's it's an excellent point. Chapin, how about you? Yeah, I, I think I like him in principle, yes. Um, you know, I think a great example of one is There Will Be Blood is kind of a slow burn, isn't it? Through, you say? through the I woods. I think so, yeah. Through the woods, through the woods is, is, is definitely one, through the woods. the one you're thinking of. Yeah, yeah. It's, really, it's a really slow burn. Um, <laughs> uh, no, but um, I, yeah, I, I like him. I mean, I think like building tension um, in in a movie is it, it, something really only a movie can do. Um, and I think we talked about this the last time you asked this pretty much the same question. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> that like, you know, I don't think you can, I mean, you could build tension, but I don't think you can simmer it in the same way in like a right novel or like a song or I mean, whatever other art form you'd like to take on even a play. <clears throat> um, but a movie is so like the use of music and and the way it builds on itself i think is unique to cinema and because of that like these movies tend to be pretty pretty good um i mean i have my opinions about how they do it in this film for sh- for sure um but do you think like a, sl- a like a slow burn movie should have some more intrigue during it rather mm-hmm. than the sort of reveal at the end where yes. It, yes. It, it becomes apparent. Yes. I think like, they need to be interesting and have, and stay on track. Um, and, and I think if you go back to there will be blood, I feel like we're going to be mentioning that movie a lot here, but uh, you know, there is a lot of tension within tension. There's scenes where, you know, things happen that impact our characters significantly. I, you know, like the, the um you know the accident that happens to um hw yes yeah, um sad. and other other things like that you know they're they're telling a story i think you know you, you i mean is it okay to start talking about this movie yes please the problem is with this i just i had no idea where it was going and lee and i discussed this on the house of gucci pod a little bit like I, I kind of wish I'd gone into this movie. I don't, I don't know exactly the information I would have needed for it to be a little more mm-hmm. satisfying. But like knowing, I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know any. I didn't know one thing about this movie, and I think that hurt my viewing a little bit because where it was going, I didn't, I didn't know what to look for in that first hour, and. I think that's tough because like most of the time you want to go, you know, like that's the ideal way to go in a movie. Like it's, it's debuting at con. You don't know anything about it. And like, this is just how the filmmaker wants you to see it. But so rarely do we get a chance to do that anymore. And when it does happen, it's usually for the better. But in this film, I just, I had no idea what she was doing in the first hour of this movie. And I I was just so lost. And I think that's kind of what you're referring to. Jeremy is that, and not a not a lot happens, and so when you don't know what what to look for, and not a lot is ostensibly happening to our characters, it's tough to stick right. with it. And also, like, is it is it the filmmaker's responsibility to to provide you with a film where it makes more sense the second time through? And this, we're not talking about a twist, guys. Like, that's not what this is. It's more of a, we we have an understanding of the characters closer to the end of the movie, which really isn't kind of fair to your first watching of this film. Oh, see, I don't know. I, I had a similar experience to, to Chapin. I don't know if it's necessarily the issue with understanding the characters as much as, like, what is what is, what is the action that's taking place in this movie? What is happening? 
and I wrote down sort of a positive that contrasted that with this movie in that I liked that this movie was very sure-footed with its ideas. Like, it knew what it was trying to to reveal about, especially Benedict Cumberbatch's character and Kirsten Dunst's character and kind of their demons, their insecurities, and, like, how the things that were taking place and happening to them were unraveling those. And I thought that was pretty clear in the movie. But what I struggled with, I think maybe similar to you, Chapin, was I kept saying, I was like, what is happening in this movie? Like, what is this... What is this about beyond just these like troubled characters that have like in- intertwined lives here? And I don't even know if you found that out at the end. Yeah, I mean, I think I think specifically um uh Phil who's played by Benedict Cumberbatch is character is <sighs> difficult to understand and there is a sort of turn in this movie where you either kind of accept it or you don't and the only and going back to your point shape and the only thing i kind of like read about this or knew about this movie or that was that his character was character was sort of an uh overpowering scary dickhead for lack of better words and uh, I don't know if that's completely the case. I don't feel like I, I feel like he was a bit of an asshole for sure at the beginning, and then sort of became almost likable pretty quickly. And it was like, okay, yeah. And see, that's kind of the surface level problems I had with this movie too. Is you're like, okay, am I buying this transition that he has? with with uh, Peter, the character of Peter, played by Cody Smith McPhee, like you didn't see you didn't see what happened that made him change. He obviously like found something in him that I think must have reminded him of himself when he was younger and had no, this reminded relationship him of, uh, with Bronco, Bronco Henry. Bronco, what's the name? Well, Bronco Henry was you know Bronco, Bronco Henry, Henry is talked about a lot in this movie, and he was. This you know rancher that taught Phil and his brother George, played by Jesse Plemons, how to how to ranch and raise cattle and all of that. And you know Phil talks about him in such high regards. We learn later that you know at the very least he was in love with him, but more likely they had you know a relationship. And I think even possibly it's hinted at that it was an appropriate relationship if. Bronco Henry was much older, but that's why I think like he saw something in himself in the younger Peter. But all that's all sort of like all about Phil trying to exercise or reconcile his own demons. And that's the stuff that worked, but it doesn't make sense on the surface where you're saying, like, why does he like him all of a sudden? Why has he changed? And like what like what really is changing about these characters? What are they? What have they learned throughout this movie? I don't really feel like you get anything there. You guys must agree. No, I mean, yes, uh, yes. I again, I like okay. That that didn't bother me so much. So say that one more time, Lee. What you just said. So there's two pieces of the the Phil and Peter relationship. Peter is Kirsten Dunst's son, and he's this skinny, kind of dorky looking kid. He's going to school to become a doctor. He's kind of weird, and Phil picks on him a bunch and makes fun of him. And he's a huge asshole for like a big part of this movie. And then, kind of in the final act, he. Starts being much nicer to him, talks to him, says he's going to make him a rope, show him how to use it, teach him how to do some of these things. And that transition, that decision for Phil to start liking Peter seemed to come out of nowhere. Yeah, it did. For and sure. So, so on the surface of that relationship, I was not, I was not grasping it. I was like, why? The, I don't understand this character change. Oh, the I only thing I, I was able to that. grasp... I mean, it definitely was indicated that it was supposed to be like him and Bronco Henry, but like, right. why? That's all the only this, thing like, I could Why grasp. all of a yeah. sudden? I disagree. You know? I, I think. Okay, go ahead. Explain it to us, Chapin. Okay, so 
there's a weird reference that that in the that in the movie I I um I didn't really understand, but like that 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 um Paul or Phil sorry Phil had had like was really smart and went to Yale or something. This must have been after the Bronco Henry mm-hmm. incident. So he's a smart guy who just doesn't seem to be, you know, very doesn't Great. seem to want to improve his yeah. life at all. Whatever. And he looks out and sees these specifically he sees the shadows from the clouds on the the um the mountains around yeah. the the ranch and it looks like a dog yeah. it looks like a dog and and um what's his name peter sees that as well and i think that moment and a, and a, a few subsequent moments clue him into a couple things one that this kid is really smart like him mm-hmm. and my and is misunderstood and two that he might be gay like he is like right. phil is and you know phil's initial reaction to people like that is to tease is to make fun of them endlessly and you know fuck with them but when i think Peter pays Phil some attention like Bronco Henry did in a way that he, that kind of reminds him of that love and what that was like. He wakes up to it and, and, and start that part really worked. Okay. And, and I think to that's, be honest, perfect, that's yeah. where the movie is. And this is and my, if I have a complaint with the movie is that why does that happen? I mean, that felt like 45 minutes before the movie ended, you know, I don't yeah, know it was, if it was it, or not. Right. No, but it was later. Yeah. We, there was a lot of stuff that happened that, like, I th- I guess I, I I think you're absolutely right, Chapin, and that is exactly when that happened, and that makes perfect sense to me. But it I guess the placement of work that for me. Oh, see, I think it's the placement, like you said. Like, why so late in the movie? Because by that point, I had decided that this movie was just about toxic masculinity, you know, demons of the past, alcoholism, and you know, reconciling that within yourself. And maybe it still is, but that that idea that it's has a lot, a little bit more to do with you know Phil seeing himself or seeing his relationship with Bronco Henry and Peter and developing that relationship as a result happening in the final act, right? Makes it makes it less important. It's like they built um, Phil up to be this sort of. Le- lesser Daniel Plainview. Um, oh, for sure. And and then he like turns and quite isn't any of that. Like, why build that up to do something completely different? Well, at he the, he is the in a way. 40, he's a forty five. He's minutes. a little bit of a sociopath. Oh, for sure. But then he's like very kind of sympathetic. No, and and, and in but, the end, and then. Uh, I, I would love you guys to explain the ending to me and sort of Peter's um, uh, what, 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 what Peter was tr- trying to get out of it and why he was sort of the decisions he made because I, I didn't quite get well, that. Either. This guy was torturing his mother and he wanted to get rid of him. So it wasn't about him. It was about torturing his mother. Correct. Okay. Speaking of. I thought Kirsten Dunst was amazing in this. Yeah, she's great. I mean, I think she's always good, but she she was so really she good. So she is she I think she is always good when she has good material. Yeah. And like, you know, which is she, actually kind of rare. Like how many good like Melancholia this like the Yeah, a couple Virgin of Sofia Suicide. Coppola movies, yeah. yeah I, I, like, I had not, the same ones not in mind. Ton. She doesn't she doesn't work a ton, you know, for I think a woman of her age over the past 10 years. Um, but a lot of the stuff she's done is, you know, she had she was in the Spider-Man movies. She did some rom-coms. She was in Chapin's favorite movie, Wimbledon. Uh, <laughs> so I just don't think, like, she's always choosing a lot of these roles. But, yeah, she when she has good when she has good material and I think works with good directors, she's excellent. And she's really good in this. Like, you know, I joked to Jeremy before the um, pod that, Jane Campion loves a depressed woman who plays the piano and we have it here again with with Dunst but what I love so much about her performance is is 
like just as these like not like the scenes where her her sadness or her happiness is just a look. There's this great look she has right after when when Jesse Plemons like starts helping her and brings the food out of the kitchen for that first time. There's just this very short shot and she doesn't hold on it and it's not a smile. It's mostly her eyes and she's just like surprised and happy and likes this guy and she pulls off these looks in these very very subtle moments exceptionally well and those are the things that i loved about her in melancholia too she doesn't have a lot of dialogue in that movie it's all performance and yeah i would love to see her utilized that way more i mean she's really good at being depressed I'll, i'll give her that and i think and i honestly think she's really really good in this movie um and it's nice to see her tackling this sort of um material yeah. What did you guys think of Cumberbatch and Plemons? So uh, can we start with Plemons first? I, you know, kudos to, my... to Jeremy, um, yep. yeah. one of your troops. I mean, he's just so good. And at first, I was like, God, he's acting circles around Cumberbatch. Like, what's going on? I thought this was supposed to be this amazing performance. I mean, you see it eventually, right? Like you, you get, yeah. you, you get Cumberbatch's appeal and why he's so powerful but like there's a little like hamminess and overacting almost at the beginning of the movie from cumberbatch yes and yes. like that opening bar scene well it just it feels very artificial but then it makes sense why right like yeah. he's, because he is being artificial he is yeah. being he's artificial. being he's putting somebody, on a show for he, everybody he's, yeah yeah exactly he's protecting himself and so i i yeah i mean i it, Plemons is so good in this that he feels underutilized like at the end of it you're just like god i wish we I wish we went back to him more. I wish we under, I wish we were yeah, it more. Yeah, weird. He sort of gets abandoned. I wonder though if he's like kind of the same in every movie, because he he acts like this, like this very like quiet awkwardness in the Irishman in the Master. Like, I'm wondering if it's just he kind of is so. just doing the same thing all the time. No, not no, he wasn't I in Vice. So. I thought he was stood out in Vice. Yeah, Vice was different. Yeah. Yeah, um, <clears throat> Cumberbatch for me, it worked. It definitely worked. Like you said, Chapin, like you, you realize what he's doing uh, by the end of it. So I don't know. So I mean, like, what, what are we going to say? Like, I mean, what's interesting all- to me about him is that I, I don't, I think, I really don't think he's mastered the American accent. I think even yeah. in like Doctor Strange, he's very, his accent is very bad. And it's hard to, Get over that but once you do um he's i mean he he becomes a revelation i was like what what's happening like he's not good in this he's faking it and he was but then, then you understand that he is faking it and it becomes an extraordinary performance i think and do you think there should have been a moment where he kind of totally broke Yes, and you I, saw the again, real him. This you is, never, you this never is my see problem that. with like, okay, we and we've I talked think there about this. are a little bit though. I don't ta- think we get that. I don't there think are. we get that scene. But, there, but I the, think there's moments. There's the masturbation scene at the river, which I, those those bathing scenes. There were a couple of them. I just thought were like incredibly well shot and and I'm like just amazing. Um, yeah, you did like those, didn't I you? I like the bathing scenes, but no, I I I, I think. Uh, that's that's the problem is that like and and Lee and I talked a little bit about this on our last two podcasts like did they focus on the right moments in history here and obviously this isn't right. history but like why why was so much screen time spent getting to this point you know like I want to see this character as he really is and right. I don't I don't think it's a it's it's a um an occasion of you know, you're, you're left leaving wanting like we, like we, we are in many movies. I honestly just don't think there was enough of him as a character in this movie. And, and that was, that was an issue for me. I, 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 I don't know why we spend so much time with the cows as beautiful as that was. And with the guys as beautiful as that was. And like, and, and even, even the so much focus on Kirsten Dunst also felt at the end of the movie, like this wasn't what the movie was it's trying to tell. Her. Yeah. yeah. But it wasn't yeah, about I her. It wasn't too. about Plemons character. What, like, is this ultimately Cumberbatch's 
movie. I think Cumberbatch. it's Cumberbatch and Cody Smith McKee. Yeah. McPhee. So that's, that's what the movie is, right? Yeah. I, I think what I think where those characters come into play and what you do see from from Cumberbatch throughout, and again, this is this is what happens with movies like this where this stuff is sort of revealed to me while I'm thinking about it after the fact. There's the scene where he just gets really mad and starts like hitting the horse until it runs away. And you're like, what? It like, what is happening? What is the point of it? Like, there was didn't seem like there was necessarily like a catalyst for that. He just seems super pissed off. Starts hitting the horse for no reason. Supposedly he loves these horses, and then the horse horse runs off. And you think back after seeing the movie, and you're like, this is an angry person. This is somebody who has a secret that he hides even from himself. He has a close relationship with his brother. He thinks that they sort of live the same life and want the same life. You know, they were taught by Bronco Henry, who who Phil holds in such high regards. And then and then Plemons just like goes off and marries this woman. And it just it, it feels like abandonment and it pisses him off and it pisses him off more. And it uh, it creates this resentment towards towards Kirsten Dunst, too. So all of that is there throughout the entire movie, building and building and building. And you learn that about this character that only kind of makes sense once you know the whole story of his character, which we don't know until the end. And that's why I said to your question, Jeremy, like I like these slow burns after I've had time to think about them. But to both of your points, like what does that do for us while we're watching the movie? Like what, how does, how do we know what those scenes mean in the moment? They're not, that makes them, it makes them have less weight. Yes. Yes, and maybe this movie will be better. I think I think it will be better on a second viewing, which is interesting. But it's like the asshole at the film festival will be like, "All right, run it again, run it again." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like it's it's Shutter Island where you know the Ugh. twist changes. Like just for example, even if you don't like it, like that's not the but. Uh, once that twist is revealed in Shutter Island, yeah, then the second viewing doesn't be necessarily become better. It becomes different. Yeah, but, but then here, maybe here it's almost like it's asking you, like, in order to judge it properly, watch this twice. And that's not fair. That's not fair to ask of an audience. See, I'm not sure that I need to watch it again because I, 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 I agree with that. I don't. I don't think you need to. I think. It will be better it might be on better. the second watch. But what I think what's... I don't know. I mean, the surprise... I don't, like, is this is the revelation better the way it is? I mean, I, I don't know. Like, like, I have to be honest. I, I don't like the end of this movie. Should we spoil it? Let's spoil yeah, it. Let's get, let's get, let's so, get to that point. So what ends up happening is, I guess, long story short, Peter kills Phil. Right. And On basically by giving him anthrax through a, a hide that he gets from a dead animal. Um, I, you know, I get it. I get what, and you guys brought it up. Like he was, he was doing it because, Cumberbatch was so awful to his mother, but like, I don't know. They also seem to be developing a good relationship. So, what happened? No, I didn't no, really no, no, think it would no. happen. I didn't. He he was planning this. Oh, he was faking it the whole time. I don't know. Well, if, yeah. he's faking, if he's faking it the whole time, this movie's kind of useless. No, 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 no. Okay, my interpretation is: I think. I th- I think um, uh, Cody Smith McGee was McPhee. What's his name? McGee, Mister McGee. It's not me who this. I, Lee, it wasn't me who said that. It wasn't Jeremy who said that. I know, but you. At Peter, I think is odd, and yeah. is gay, and is has some kind of attraction to Phil. I think that's whether that's sexual or as a friendship, whatever, but his loyalty is to his mom. And I think he envisions this. He plans this. I mean, he goes, but not until he finds that hide. That's no, no, no. He deliberately goes and finds it. Really? Yes. Yes. 
Because hmm. he tells her. He tells her, I'm going to take care of this. Right. But there was also, like, some... It, it sort of alluded to the fact that Peter was a bit of a psychopath. Yeah, no, too. he definitely is. He's... Yeah. Like, there, the he kills rabbits. Idea, and... Yeah. Idea yeah, that, that scene with like Thomas a... and Mackenzie's in this movie. <laughs> like, yeah, like, what just was that? That scene with her, where she's like, sees him pulling apart the rabbit. Yeah, r- right. So, like, what was the deal with that? Like, I-, I didn't quite understand. It's not real. It's not because he wants to be a doctor. He's kind of a psycho. Yeah, he's a sicko. Well, well I, why? I wouldn't go that why? far. What's the point? What's the point of that? Why I have think, that in this movie? I think it... I, all right. My interpretation of that is that he is kind of alone. Like, he's he is dealing with the same kind of, like, secrets and misunderstandings of who he is as Benedict Cumberbatch, but it manifests itself in that way that, as opposed to being an so asshole. So, if he, if he lived nowadays, he'd be a school shooter. Yes. Prof- if, I mean... No, if he were he, You say that this, sort of, like, if jokingly, dealing, but... No, 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 no. I think that that's a, no, no, an accurate assessment of his he's character. He's like Phil. He's sm- very smart. He's hiding something. And yeah, a lot of these incels are. And he... But in, aren't incels mostly, like, straight? I don't I don't know. Well, like, yeah, maybe, but... I just think, like, if you want to... If you want to draw the modern-day comparison, I think that that's not a... A case to dismiss what Jeremy brought up that he is somebody I think he's that, too smart to, to be a school shooter okay maybe that's maybe that's true and maybe that, so it's maybe not a perfect comparison so he'd be, but he'd like, be a school poisoner then why is he why is he like dissecting animals for fun well he's a, he's trying to be a doctor and he's yeah, on the, but that's he's not the, the reason he's case, doing like, that though that's he's the thing the is that the case it is, wouldn't have been revealed that way if that were the case yeah. why do we need to see Thomas and McKenzie get freaked out by it if he's just doing it for I mean it's to freaky study? it's freaky it's weird but they wouldn't have done the thing where, like, they sort of showed the rabbit as, like, a pet and cute and the yes. mom wants him. And then, There's something else there. Then him chopping it up. Like, if he just started cut, like, if we yeah, just cut he, to him that scene, he's with just the like, rabbit away. open and, and, like, we'd be like, oh, yeah, he wants to be a surgeon. That makes sense. But they they purposely had a scene where it's like, oh, this is, I love rabbits. It's my pet. And then he's like, hack, hack. <laughs> So I don't, but I don't get the point of that part of this movie, uh, of making him also a psychopath. In well, the I end. said I, again, I think it just has to do with him, his, his insecurities manifesting themselves in a certain way, just the same way that Benedict Cumberbatch is do it in the form of an asshole. So is this really just about like the difficulties of being homosexual back in the? Whatever year this is, so that's my that's my problem. Like, I, think I mean, that's like, it, is, is that what this ultimately is trying to say? I think that's what, in in many ways, that's what it comes to, and that's part of the problem because that's not what it's about for most of the time. I think it is really it has it has a lot more to say about people's insecurities, people's demons, and like that. That's what uh, Kirsten Dunst's alcoholism is plays a part in that. You know, she says at the beginning, she's like, I really don't like drinking. So it's like, it's clear that like, there's a part of her past that um, haunts her with that. I think her hu- her husband killed himself and maybe had, I don't know, was it revealed whether or not he had alcohol abuse or anything? I can't remember. But yes, yes. She clearly hates it and she's driven to drink. So she clearly has demons and she hides alcohol all over the place. So this movie to me is about that. It's about like, people and human nature and like what you know compels people to do things and hide things and act certain ways but then it decides to transition that into a much more specific narrative that wasn't necessarily as much a part of the movie and by specific narrative you mean like them being gay them being gay but then also the idea that uh, Peter wants to kill Phil yeah, which I th- like that that friendship I, that blossoms happens so late in the movie that it feels it, it just it doesn't feels feel out like of character. it's in, it doesn't it, it feels, feels out of character out, and it doesn't feel as earned. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that's what really sort of hurts this film is that we even with like the sort of reveal that Phil's gay and we un- now kind of understand his rage and he can't fit in and blah 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 like. 
And that's revealed the killing earlier. At, the that, killing so, at the end is just like, come on. Like, what are we do? What are we doing? Phil do being gay Why? is revealed early enough in the movie. Like, P- Peter finds those pictures, and you get the idea that, like, he had this relationship with Bronco Henry, or at the very least, he loved even Bronco back Henry. Then, even back like, then, you were just, the first porn you ever saw was in some sort of woods under a log. Yeah, that's where, I mean, that's where you hit it. No, but um, it was Bronco Henry's porn. I know, but Phil still had it, and it was the first, it was a very subtle, but the first kind of sure indication we get that Phil is gay, and that's fine. Like, introducing that as part of his character, I think, is important, and I think that actually helps explain his behaviors, and you you learn that he's kind of closeted and insecure about that, and that all works. It's It's then parlaying that into the relationship he has with Peter that I just felt like seemed forced. All right, well, again, here, neither of those things on their own were bad. They just didn't feel like they were necessarily part of the same movie. I, I would love to know you guys' um, ideas if we com- if we compared it to a movie I think is actually really that really works in in last year, which is um, or two years ago actually at this point, First Cow, Kelly Reichardt's movie, where they yeah that was last year. That was for last year's Fixies. It was okay, yeah. so it come, came out in 2019. That's why I said it. But um, that's a movie that I think doesn't. I mean, there's no. They don't really actually go into any aspect of them being homosexuals, and I think it works way better. Yeah, because I don't think they are homosexuals. Uh, maybe they aren't. That's the thing. It's like that. We had it's a long conversation about that. about that. Like the movie is smart enough to is is in, the screenplay and the way that movie is made is intelligent enough to elicit that interpretation. Like somebody could for sure argue that they are and be justified in that argument, and right. you can be justified my, in saying they're not. And I think that that's that's what kind of makes that my very point smart. is it isn't about that in that movie, and it and for. Uh, this film, it, it becomes more of a a point of like, this is what you need to pay attention to because this is important. And I don't. So I, I so I agree with you. But like, here's the deal: is like this. It's not this movie never overtly comes out and tells you that Phil no, but it, and Peter it, are gay. But I wonder: is it, it as simple? Is it as simple as moving that scene? where he points out the shadow of the dog with Peter and Phil. Moving that scene 45 minutes earlier in the movie, does that solve all these problems? Like, does that now become a little bit more of a crux of the movie? We've been introduced to this relationship that does tell us one way or the other. We're allowed to make the interpretation, but it's clear, a little bit more clear that this movie wants to be about how those two have a connection. And regardless of that, Peter's going to make the decision to protect his mother, you know, regardless of that, um, Phil is still going to be an asshole to Kirsten Dunst, is still going to be an asshole to his brother, is still going to reminisce about Bronco Henry. Like, all of those things can still happen while this relationship blossoms starting earlier in the movie. Is that the solution to, like, the problems we're having? Chapin, that's for you. No, because... I don't know. I mean, the movie would just have to do more. It would have to say more. The movie, the movie What's starts wrong getting with that? the movie starts getting interesting after that moment. Do you, if you move it up and you invest more, like literally more of the 121 minutes of this movie, if you invest more of that into what we find out, does that work? I don't know. But that's the part of the movie that I was interested in. And the first half of it, you're like, what the fuck is happening? What are we yeah. supposed to be looking for here? And and maybe that's smart because maybe it makes the ending more impactful. But I I I di- and I do think there is a fine line between a film leaving you wanting, which is always good, in terms of like, oh god, I wish we I I wish that you know we didn't we didn't leave the film feeling like there was too much of something. Mm-hmm. With I didn't literally did not know enough about this character for this to be a substantial film for me. And I don't know where we land here. Maybe we can decide that. But for me, we flirted with that. We, we, we left with like, boy, this movie just got very interesting. And this character got very interesting. And then suddenly the movie's over. 
Yeah. Yeah, and and I guess that's what I what I mean is just like the the timing and placement of when all those things happen. Because for me, Cumberbatch's character was interesting, and so is Kirsten Dunst. Those those two, for me, were kind of the main characters, despite the fact that this movie is really kind of about Phil and Peter. Like you kind of see a lot of what's going on through those two's perspective. So, and what I liked about both of them is that they. They clearly had these demons. They clearly had issues in their life that they didn't know how to handle. And you see that evolve. You see that change to a certain extent throughout this movie. You know, Kirsten Dunst, ultimately, you don't really see her character change all that much. We lose kind of we lose a little bit of track of her in terms of like her yeah, key and, importance and, in this and movie. She, and she's very good in the movie, but her character is not interesting in the way that I think no. even the other three characters are like, I think even Plemons has his character is more interesting than hers. I, well, I my, agree. My but... issue is my issue is I don't understand how these characters really connect to each other in all honesty. Well, they move through it so quickly at the beginning. They are three different stories that don't really connect to each other in any significant way. I, I felt like, I don't know. I felt like they were living in three different sort of movies. Did you guys well, feel that way at all? Sort of, or, or I think no? that's purposeful, actually, because it 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 creates this like uncomfortable place for both Kirsten Dunst and and Cody Smith McPhee's characters, where they're you know she she marries Jesse Plemons and moves to their ranch. Right, but I think that's she's more uncomfortable about, there and like that's about them. F- uh, sharing the same geography and 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 sharing right you you don't really see what she sees in him like yeah if they're you if don't anything. get that and then well then that and that's super rushed in this movie like it's the same as like the beginning of last duel chapin where you kind of see all these things happen very quickly like they meet he drives to her house then he tells his brother that they're married it's just like that it's like three scenes boom 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 so I, that tells me that there was no intention for us to have any any interest in knowing what she sees in him. Well, maybe maybe the problem for me was that like the the beginning of the movie was about the brothers. Then it was sort of about Plemons and Dunst's mm-hmm. characters together, and then it became about um, Cumberbatch and uh, Peter. Well, then Co- it's about Co- Cumberbatch Smith. and Dunst. Yeah. Yeah, and then, yeah, it then it's about, Cumberbatch. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. So but. it's like because it was so broken up like that. Did that? I, I think that became an issue in sort of connecting this movie as a whole because it then felt splintered. Well, I think what falls victim or who falls victim to that is Plemons and Dunst, especially Kirsten Dunst, and we talked about it. Like she. What does she have to do with the end of this? Like, right? The, the they start final ignoring this movie. They start ignoring that part of it. Yeah, and, it's and like, like I why said, did I invest in it? Her character. You're right, Chapin. That her character wasn't as quite as interesting and developed. But but the thing that I did like about it, like I said, is the same thing as Cumberbatch. Like, there were clearly those were the two that clearly had something wrong that led Kirsten Dunst to alcoholism, that made Cumberbatch an an asshole, that you know, made him take notice of Peter, like all of those things that those two characters are what had that. And that's to me is what this movie was about until it wasn't as much all about right. Kirsten Dunst's anymore. That being said, what was all right, each of you's favorite uh, performance in this movie? I, I liked Kirsten Dunst the most in this. I did um, too. I was a Dunst I like Team Cumberbatch. I also really. I, I no, thought no, no. Cody I'm saying McPhee was really right, good too. Lee, I said favorite, not uh, don't list the cast. Okay, I also really liked uh, Genevieve <laughs> Lemon as Mrs. Lewis. Thought, thought she was great. David Dennis played Angelo. Amazing oh, performance from Dennis. Chapin, what was your favorite Cumberbatch performance? Okay, I liked Thomas and Mackenzie also, but I love her and everything. What, what was she doing in this movie? It was so so. I was like, the only thing I was like was this. I looked up. This did shoot like a year and a half ago, but I don't know she had still already done Jojo Rabbit and had 
last night in Soho on the on the slate and had um what was the other movie she was in this year? Why am I, how am I forgetting that? Uh, uh wasn't she on in um Oh, she's in Old. Oh, right. Yeah. Um So, <laughs> it's just like and you and she has such a distinct voice as soon as I heard her, I was just like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, I feel like we're uh, <laughs> I think this is a good movie. I just think it's We're all very neutral on this. I liked this movie. I just feel like it's it's a very intelligent screenplay. I think it's really well shot. I think it's well directed. I just feel like it didn't it just didn't totally like register for me what it was trying to say start to finish. Yeah, like, I had I had a tough time ultimately with it. Um uh, I felt like uh, uh, like as a viewer the experience was uh, confusing and i was i felt grasping at straws trying to figure stuff out during it why uh why do you guys think this is getting such acclaim cuz it's jane campion yeah i think it's yeah yeah part partly that but it's also like the thematic elements are like ripe for uh critics to love yeah chapin overall yeah it's I, hard like we've sort of all talked around how we really feel no about i mean movie. i think ultimately it's it's a very impressive film and i think like as much as i you know we i'm sort of looking at this as like a minute by minute uh entertainment factor and as much as i was sort of lost in the beginning of the movie i think um, I guess it all makes sense. Like that uh, that extended sequence with the governor. Not sure what we got out of that. Um, right. I even I forgot about that. Um, but look, like, if what's the point? What was also the point of them being rich? Well, I mean, it's part. It's 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 his. Yeah, it's his backstory. He went to Yale. Like he could, and it's also Cumberbatch is accusing dunced of being a gold digger essentially and like being with jesse plemons for security which is true i mean like the the the, the paul or what's his name the cody smith mcgee character gets to um go to college because of that but um mcphee excuse me um no but look like this this is this is something i wrestle with every fixie season like in order in order to crack my top five, I would say, I, I would hope in, in a good film year, a movie is this effective, smart, and ultimately moving, but it's also fun to watch. Also, I, yeah, I, you know, I feel exactly the same way. And, and that, this that, movie is yeah. not fun to watch. It's just it's just not enjoyable in that first that first half. Um, you're you're a little lost, and so, like I, I think this is a remarkable achievement, and you know I think critics who go see a movie every day and are know all the ins and outs of film production are grateful when something comes along that's unusual, and this movie is unusual in the way that it unfolds, but. For those of us who are trying to escape the, you know, horrors of our lives, this film, <laughs> this, this film is is challenging to watch. And I, I appreciate a film that's challenging to watch. I've made films that are challenging to watch. You know, this is some- very challenging to watch. <laughs> <laughs> fucking asshole he's made podcasts that are challenging to watch. yeah I've made podcasts that are really challenging to listen to because somebody keeps interrupting and talking and making them longer and longer and longer um, yeah we're at 48 minutes not this particular one um, and but yeah like like a great movie the movies we talk about the movies that linger are ones that aren't necessarily positive don't necessarily leave us heartwarmed, but are ones that are are a little are fun to rewatch. That you're excited to stick yeah, back I, into. I have the no Blu-ray. interest in rewatching. This me, movie. me neither. Yeah. 
I, that's I feel exactly the same way as you two, uh, Chapin, about just in terms of thinking about now, this. Take that back about, about my movie. <laughs> no, because you made fun of Through the Woods, calling it a slow burn. I just didn't. I just didn't. I just didn't think you should have seen the couple beforehand. You just. Uh, you just my didn't. notes and the script, and you guys didn't listen. So. You didn't. You didn't see him beforehand. You only see him at the end. No, no, no. Before they get killed. Yeah. So what would have been the point of that? Yeah. Then it's just no, some no, killing no, no. somebody no, no, random. No, no. It doesn't matter. Now let's review through the woods now. <laughs> um. Oh. In terms of, like thinking about this movie with the fixies i feel the same way as you chapin where you're like this movie is good enough to to be in consideration but it's not it's not one of my favorites of the year so it's like that weird balancing act where you're like what what are the best and what are my favorite and where does that line line where is that line being drawn because the best of the best should be both in a in a way right so you want to reward good filmmaking good screenwriting good acting all of that we have categories for that, but like in the best picture category, maybe that's why we have ten spots because movies like this may may fall there somehow. I don't know. I I liked this movie. I, I I've thought a lot about it, and I always like that. But I'm with both of you. Like it's just I won't watch it again, and that's never a real good sign. All right, so there you have it. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the Get Your Film Fix podcast. I am Jeremy Fisk. That is Lee Carlo. That is Shapen Hemingway. And we're getting closer and closer to the Fixie Awards in Las Vegas, Nevada where they have sponsored us and asked us to come and they paid for our flight and hotel and they said come on down do the fixies maybe yeah. you have a celebrity or two and we had to give all the money back because we don't take handouts uh yeah jeremy, you, jeremy didn't yeah we gave it back for sure 100 <laughs> percent uh, so if you have, if you'd like to let us know what your favorite movie of the year is, because we need so on our fixie episode, uh, you can send in a voicemail and tell us, you know, hey, my favorite movie of the year was so and so movie that you guys didn't even fucking watch because you so got your head stuck up your bum. Space Jam: A New Legacy. Uh, it's feedback at gyff. GYFF podcast. <laughs> Christ. All our emails are going to the wrong place. I'm staying. I'm finishing my coffee. Enjoying my coffee. <laughs>